Hello and welcome back to Haunted 518, fellow paranormal aficionados. Today I have with me two paranormal enthusiasts that I'm so excited to speak to. They were kind enough to take some time to sit down and, and chat with us today. I have Dave Tasson and Marty Sacchetti with us. Welcome. Of course, yeah. Um, so before we get started chatting about all things spooky and paranormal, I just always like to ask um, when I have like investigators on or anything like that. Is there anything you want to plug? I don't. I don't. I. I feel like probably not. But I just like to ask if there's any social media or anything that you know you you'd like to just direct our listeners towards. Okay, that's what I figured, but I always like to check. No, I, I just basically do Facebook. Okay, awesome. Sometimes I do book reviews and film reviews. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, if there's ever anything you want me to just blast out to the listeners on our social media, send it my way. I'm always happy to. Um, so, yeah, so. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wonderful. I'd love to share that. Cool. Oh, that's exciting. That is no small task. I know I've had, I've known a few people. One of my colleagues actually just finished a book and it was a labor of love for many years. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a big undertaking. So that's phenomenal and really inspiring. Cool. Yeah. Send that info my way. I'd love to, I'd love to uh, see, see um, your Facebook you said. Cool. So I think I'd love to start off with asking basically so you both live in the 518 right now and um and really i like to start with did you grow up around here and it kind of is a two-part question did you grow up in the 518 and um what what's the background of your paranormal interest like how far back does it go what got you interested in all of this yeah, I grew up in the 518 area, I grew up in Schenectady, okay. and went to college in Albany, nice. and working in Albany, so I moved, moved here. Um, I guess my first experience was when I was eight years old. Wow. Um, my grandmother, my mother's mother had died uh, in December, and in my room I had a closet with uh, a curtain that my mom had put up with cartoon characters and so forth. And one night I was in bed, shortly after my grandmother died, started to waver and it was December so there were no windows open so the curtain was just kind of fluttering oh, wow. and I saw an image of a I think it was like a very uh, foggy image of uh, a woman in like a powder blue dress and it was like looking at a person through a thick fog that's how kind of obscure it was interesting yeah yeah, and um, I asked my mom, I found out that my grandmother had been buried in a, like a robin's egg. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and I didn't really think anything of it at the time. Um, but that's probably my earliest experience with something paranormal. Wow. I grew up in Long Island, born and raised, um, and it was in a house that had quite a bit of activity over the years. Everybody in my family, my parents, my siblings, myself, we all experienced some pretty significant things through the years in that wow. house uh, down in Comac, Long Island. Um, my, oh gosh, I think 
probably my first paranormal experience. I was probably around seven or eight as well. And it was in the middle of the night. And my bedroom faced the front of the house where there was a, a street light. And the street light was shining in through my window. And it was kind of a windy evening. And I just woke up. I used to sleep on my stomach as a kid. I don't know why I just slept on my stomach. But I turned over because I felt this overwhelming sensation that somebody was in the room. Oh my goodness. So I looked over my shoulder and I, I got on my back and I saw a woman standing at the foot of my bed, but she was in shadow. She was a shadow person. Whoa. Now behind her, I could see the limbs of the trees blowing in the wind because of the street light reflecting it but she was static she was just standing still there was no movement she was just watching me i couldn't see any features of her face but i knew she was watching me and it wasn't scary i should have been scared as a seven or eight year old but i was almost comforted i felt like she was watching over me Interesting. Not menacing at all. And I thought she was my mother's sister, my Aunt Anita. Um, so the next morning, <laughs> um, my mom was making breakfast and she was doing some dishes. I asked her why Aunt Anita was in a, sleeping over the house last night. You know, she, I told her, you know, she was in my room. Oh my gosh. And my mother just <laughs> froze. The water was running in the sink and she stopped doing it. And she said, no, she wasn't here last night. I said, yeah, she was. I was in Sydney. And my mom kind of got freaked out. And <laughs> this sort of stuff kind of freaked her out. But, um, you know, I, I definitely, that was my first paranormal experience. And I was always interested since then oh that is so wild that's really interesting that your your both of your first experiences were so similar having a female in your bedrooms like that that's really fascinating too and I did an episode because I had that feeling Dave that you explained that you just undeniably felt someone in the room basically there with you um i touched upon it very early on when i started the podcast but the the main reason i have because i've talked about it before i have this double-edged sword of like extreme curiosity with all of this and then extreme fear um and it stems from that feeling of being watched or just knowing there's a presence in the room behind you so i forget which number episode i did it fairly recently um it's called scopa and it's that sixth sense of just you just it's not necessarily related to the paranormal it's just like if your dog walks in the room quietly you didn't hear him but you just feel their presence or if someone's looking at you on a bus or something like that you just feel those set of eyes on you and i struggled with that for so many years but it's it always it's like validating and fascinating to me when i hear people tell stories where that's a big part of it is you just undeniably felt something and you turned because of it and that sense that scope of thesia, I never knew there was a word for it actually until I started this podcast so it was kind of comforting that I found something um that, that I found an actual term that described this thing that had been scaring me for a long time but that is a really fascinating thing to think about and um that's that's wild to just know i one of my questions i'm so glad you both told those stories because one of the questions i had um for you was have you ever seen an apparition full body be it in shadow 
or with features maybe just you see the clothing the faces and and to start off the episode with you both telling such wild stories about seeing something like that is is really really crazy um another question i had for you was so talking about your childhood now kind of fast forwarding to today what's your relationship with the paranormal today presently are you interested in it like do you go to places to to investigate or i say investigate quote unquote not with like a whole slew of maybe equipment necessarily but um yeah what's your relationship with it today with had a lot of experiences here in the house through the years. Oh, wow. We bought the house in 2010, and right away we started having experiences, um, which we can go into. Uh, unfortunately, the last, I don't know, four years or so, we really haven't had anything happen. Oh, interesting. Um, it quieted down. Yeah, it definitely quieted down yeah. um, after, I don't know, eight or nine years, maybe. Oh, wow. Uh, as far as investigations, we've done our own personal investigations, not part of any team per se, but uh, just myself and Marty. Um, there was one where we were in um, the Stanley Hotel in Colorado. Oh my gosh. Our friend Carrie, um, she didn't want to come with us when we And um, so, yeah, we did an investigation in Cashtown Inn outside Gettysburg. Whoa. We would love to get involved in something at some point. Uh, that that calling is kind of always there. I love that. Anytime I like, watch a show on yeah. TV, uh, you know, Ghost Hunters or you know all those other paranormal investigators, I, I feel like I want to do it again. But maybe yeah, team or you know, so that's that, that's something we want to do someday i love that that that's so crazy that you've been to such notorious locations like that i think i'd be the friend that you brought along in the situation that's scared (laughs) and the listeners know i'm a little bit of a baby but but how could you pass up something like that that's wild did so both of those locations like gettysburg and uh the stanley hotel i just recently watched um the original of the shining it's just so good it's it's so fantastic even the remakes were really fun but um but the original is just so such a wonderful movie but um did you walk away from those places uh intrigued more or was it quiet when you were there did you find anything in particular even Gettysburg I heard a story recently on a really great podcast I think it was on Spooked and they talked about um how that there were a couple went down and one of them was like a non-believer and kind of said you know the other one was a big enthusiast and the non-believer said when I go with my partner I like to just kind of like push buttons just for the sake of it and he went straight there and said if someone's here come back home with me and um like be like you're welcome to come home with us and the poor partner was like ah please don't and then sure enough they got home the story that ensued was like very very active household after that and then they ended up seeing an apparition both of them seeing an apparition of a soldier in their home and it was just so crazy that they had like traveled (laughs) like it's like did they were joking did it ride in the car home with us and but to know that it it 
what you know someone welcomed it and it made that long trek back and then their house the activity in their house picked up after that it's so wild but yes about those locations i'm i'm so excited to hear about like your home and any other stories you have but those locations in particular were they active did you find yes wow
I put that just in front of the bathroom. Uh, I put coins and candy and little matchbox cars uh, just in case there were kids around. Uh, yeah. But I, I kind of set up the atmosphere and uh, just put these little items around the room. And, you know, we were talking, and, you know, through the whole process. And then it came time to do the investigation. So we turned out the lights and I introduced ourselves and I said, you know, we're here to do an investigation, not do any harm, just we just want to talk to any spirits that might be present. So my first question was, if there are any spirits here, Please turn on the flash, and I didn't even finish the word flashlight. Oh. Uh, and the flashlight came on. It oh just instantly. And our friend Carrie oh. was under the covers. And she, <laughs> she went under because she clenched her eyes shut. She went under the oh covers because she was scared. And the funny thing is that flashlight didn't do anything in the 10 15 minutes that David was setting up. And the minute we started to ask questions, this thing was starting to flicker. Oh my gosh. You called you said it was a mag light and you loosened it enough so like the an entity could like tighten it a little to turn it off, loosen it. I just wanna make sure because um Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh I love that. Cool. Um, like the gender and the age, if there were children or adults present, anything specific like that? Eventually, no, we weren't able, but we tried. Yeah. Um, different questions like that, uh, in a yes or no format. Um, but it wasn't really giving us anything. Um, and unfortunately, you know, I did have a voice recorder going as well, but mm -hmm. I didn't capture anything on that. Yeah. Um, but scarier to like that's almost like they're intelligent enough to not give you any info so it keeps you guessing yeah. and i mean there's clearly someone there and there's clearly something manipulating it but they're like we're not gonna let you know who it is because we want to yeah. keep that level of well it could be someone <laughs> bigger and scarier than a kid so that's really wild that yeah. that they yeah were able to manipulate it but chose to withhold certain information like that so that's that I, that scares me even more <laughs> 
really wonderful that you're so respectful of the space and the potential people who had occupied it prior and um i i think that's a a crucial like a necessary part of when you kind of cross over and step into that realm and so um i think it's really great for like our listeners to hear someone you know what you did to in that 10 minutes to before you just walked in and said hey who is here because um i i think that not only makes a difference in what you can what you might experience in the space but also um just what might follow you what might um come in as well as what you're trying to speak with maybe something more negative so i just really love hearing hearing about that that's really cool in the gettysburg what was the name of the hotel you said the start with the c cash town in how was that stay there Oh, sorry. oh my gosh. That was another, uh, another place that we saw from Ghost Hunters. Um, oh, cool. They had stayed at a couple of times, and we wanted to make sure when we were down there that we got that. Uh, it, it was called the, our, um, the General Lee Suite. That was where Robert E. Lee uh, stayed. Oh my gosh. Traveled Gettysburg. Whoa. And, um, he and his officers would have, you know, meetings and the cash town inn also served as a hospital for a oh. lot of the confederate wounded oh wow uh, down in the basement i guess a lot of the soldiers that they treated had passed in that in uh, during the civil war during that battle wow oh that's heavy energy that's 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 crazy i know i live you guys are in albany i'm up in like i'm just on the border of malta and mechanicville um like right off route nine but it's considered mechanicville so i'm so close to Stillwater and like the battlefield and um i spend a lot of time up and over in that area and there's a totally different energy when it's involved with um military and military related i think to the history of the country it's really fascinating um so that's that's wild too that kind of leads perfectly to another question i had for you was do you have well it's kind of like another two-part question do you have a bucket list locate bucket or bucket list locations like within could be anywhere within the whole world within the capital region within the united states within internationally um that you want to investigate and then the second part of that is maybe it's a place that just is off limits to investigate um but a place you'd love to go to if you if for some reason you were allowed to any places that you're you're interested in uh, well i think the stanley hotel and cash town and uh lizzie gordon houses were kind of like your top places to go but there are a lot I of other love places. that every time we watch ghost Hunt, yeah we have to go there Exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those three were were the best. And it's funny though, we had no experience. I went to the uh, Lizzie Gordon house twice. Once the day before we go, but we we had paid for the rooms and everything. So uh, my friend um, Valerie and her sister-in-law went. I was in a room by myself. Oh my gosh. You're brave. (laughs) And I didn't even hear a floor creak. 
Is it is that what happened on the ghost hunt? Didn't they go and they didn't find too much? I think there also. It's funny that it's such an infamous place, but yeah. they didn't have. It did, doesn't seem to have that that energy in there, considering what happened there. Yeah, as I said, they, I didn't even hear a fort creak. Wow, I was a little bit hesitant to do this. Oh my yeah, God. that's you're brave. <laughs> I was disappointed that I didn't have any. Yeah, you know, I, um, as I said, I was very courteous, but no. yeah. And when we went back, we had no experience either. That's so cool that you got to go to your top locations. That's amazing. I don't hear that often when I talk to people. So that's amazing that you made that happen. Yeah. I'd like to investigate at some point um, a cemetery that is reportedly, you know, has a high activity um, for, I don't know, a sport mm. or a battlefield. Yeah. Castle or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we went to uh, Scotland, well, UK up in Scotland. We stayed in the castle just outside Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Wow. And uh, we didn't get any activity there either, unfortunately. We were hoping because there was so much history behind it. Uh, yeah. Mary, Mary, Oh, so wow. 
I don't want to say heartbreaking, but it's it tugs at your heartstrings a little bit when you know yes. someone yes. is there and uh, and to have kinetic things happening like that, things moving, lifting, touching. You can see that's just it's just like they're standing right next to you. That's so crazy and yeah, that is that's super endearing. And probably because he has what's life left. Yeah. Oh, that's spirit. such a great way to put it. That is such a beautiful way to put it. I've never heard it put that way, and that's 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 beautiful. Exactly. Yeah, that's really. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear certain uh, talking with different people, enthusiasts, investigators, medium, psychics, all that. That um, some of them say they see, and I and even just stories I've heard they see entities like aging after they've crossed over and some say no they see them at their best and others say I had uh two local mediums on and one of the two and her sons both see people as like 
when they passed. So if it was a tragedy or maybe something horrific happened, that, that's how they see them. And I was like, well, how do you sleep at night? But it's so, it's so fascinating that uh, people have so many different experiences. Um, so it's this sweet little boy that's just, you know, he is staying that age. And like you said, you don't have any more energy when you're young and, and you got so much to give. So that's really fascinating. So all of that started got me interested in going back to your house. I'm sure there are many other places and um, I can pick your brain about maybe other places you've gone to or had experiences, but you, the fact that you live in and lived in a place you currently live in that was a very active for, I think you said, was it eight, eight or nine years? And then it's kind of quieted down for four years. So that really piqued my interest. Again, you're both very brave, Marty, to stay in that room alone. Like <laughs> props to you. I don't know if I could do that, but that's, that always fascinates me because the reason I have had that double-edged sword of that fear and curiosity is because growing up, um, I lived in a house that was active, but not like, not anything crazy. But then in my teen, late teens and twenties, I, I was living in the, for two years in a home, um, that was very on the weekends. I was, my friend's parents were separated, so we would stay, travel and stay. Um, so I was there actively, excuse me, for a few years and that house was undeniably active. And then an apartment I lived in, um, which I've mentioned before on the podcast. So it always fascinates me because those things like changed my perception of reality. Those places changed a lot for me. And so um, to know that you, you've you had the same experiences. So yeah, would you wanna talk about your, your home and what's happened there? Sure. Awesome. Um, I really didn't have much happen to me. Oh, wow. David, David. Well, I can't say that we did have some things, but David is the one that has his orbs and things. So I'll let him go ahead. Um, Marty has the strange dreams. Uh, oh. Uh, like, think about your, your parents. Oh, yeah. Interesting. When we first moved in, the room where we're sitting now is our dining room, and it has um, a French door that leads to the living room. And then it has the door that leads to the kitchen in the back of me. So when we first moved in, we had so many boxes, so many things that we had to have kind of blocked off from the rest of the house because, at the, well, at the time, our two dogs, and I was down to one, uh, we didn't want them sniffing around and peeing on boxes. Mm -hmm. So we had to close off the dining room, which is where our staging area was at the time after the move. So I closed the French doors. And I blocked off the door to the kitchen. And that evening, we were down in our basement, which is our family room. We were watching TV. And I decided, um, actually, let me backtrack a little bit. Uh, earlier, before we ate dinner, I was in the corner of our dining room at one of the windows next to our fireplace. I was taking out all these screws and nails and Right eye, 
Whoa. It just appeared. Almost like, hey, what are you doing? And <laughs> so I'm just, I stopped, you know, turning the screwdriver and I'm looking at this thing and it just slowly sinks down. Whoa. It's on my right hand side and slowly sinks down and then by the time it got to my waist, it just disappeared. Wow. And again, nothing menacing, nothing, you know, malevolent. And I thought, okay, you know, somebody's just checking me out, watching, you know, what I'm doing. And so then fast forward uh, after dinner, uh, we were downstairs watching television. And then I come upstairs about 11 o'clock. I want to brush my teeth, get ready for bed. And I noticed one of the French doors was open. And I thought maybe Marty had to come in and get something out of the box and, you know, forgot to shut it. So I asked him, I said, hey, Marty, did you open the French doors by any chance? And he said, no, I wasn't in there at all. And I thought, okay, well, it's open. <laughs> so um, somebody opened it and it wasn't him, it wasn't me. So I, maybe the person thought, you know, this shouldn't be closed, this needs to be open. So I had to close it again because I didn't want our dogs coming in here. But um, it was just interesting that two separate things happened in the same night. Oh, wow. When they're, when they're closed, it's pretty tight. Yeah. So it's not like it can just slip open and, you know, open by itself. Oh, wow. So, uh, that was one of the things. Um, also, um, we had, I've seen orbs, like Marty said. I've seen orbs mostly here on the first floor, in the living room especially, uh, sometimes in the dining room. Uh, we had a psychic come, uh, Katie Hilton Manning, came to the house. And she was able to see orbs as well. And she even knew, she pointed to me and she said, you can see orbs too. And I said, actually, I can. Oh my gosh. Oh, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> it's, it's not an everyday thing. It's, you know, especially the last few wow. years, I haven't been able to see it. The activity just really died down. But, um, but going back to our dogs, we had a dog, Dante. He just passed in June. But he was able to, sense things. He was kind of like my early warning system. Wow. Um, if he, he used to follow me around and when I came home from work, he followed me upstairs to my bedroom when I would change for the day. Yeah. Um, so one time he was in my bedroom, I'm in front of my closet, I'm changing, and I'm talking to him, I'm looking down at him, and he's looking up at me, and all of a sudden he jerked his head over his shoulder because he must have heard something. And he looked, and I looked where he looked, and over my bed there was like a, almost like a shower of sparkles. It almost like it looked like uh, when a big firework goes off. Yep. And just after the bright colors, they kind of like sparkle after. Oh the yeah. It was almost like that, and it was just so weird. That Whoa. He, he sensed it, and I. <sighs> wouldn't have looked if it weren't for him. Yeah. Um, another time I came home from the gym and I came to the back door and my dogs came to greet me and I used to eat a little bit of skim milk mozzarella after the gym. I used to give them a little, you know, tiny pieces as a treat. So I'm talking to them and I'm feeding them little skim milk mozzarella pieces and they just stopped and both of them jerked their heads toward the hallway. Oh my gosh. The hallway. And I jerked my head to see what they were looking at. And all I, I could hear somebody whispering, it was very 
happy that I was back in the Christmas spirit, but I, I just, I was happy for the rest of the day. I just, there's Wow. How, how big would you say, like, from the top of the head to the bottom of the quote-unquote feet, how big would you say, maybe like a, a foot or two? It was, no, it was actually very small. A lot smaller, probably, yeah. It was probably the size of my thumb. Mm. Maybe, maybe a little bit bigger, but maybe wow. three, four inches tops. Oh, that's fascinating. Uh, I can see, I, I'll never forget those wings. Just, yeah. Body clearly, but there was definitely mm. a, a shape there. Wow! But, um, and I, I could just tell it was watching me. And yeah. It, I don't think it wanted to be detected, but mm. it. Yeah, it was just incredible. The reason I ask is just because I saw, I'm, and I'm curious too, another question I had, this kind of leads to another question I had for you. Um, I was watching the show Paranormal Caught on Camera and recently, and there was, it's always, you know, ghosts or something like that. And then this one video, I was like binging it. And this one video, it looked like a fairy and it had the double wings and it was about 12 inches. So that's why I was curious for size to compare. Um, and it was the, for sure the speed at which this thing moved, it, you could make out the wings and then you could tell there was like a figure, but it was so either quick or just whatever angle you were looking at it that it was until they like freeze frame because it was kids and their dad just apple picking and then one of the kids was like what is that and then you see it and it's really wild when they freeze frame it and when they replay it but i was really curious for for scale of size so that is so crazy to see something like for me to see something go into another part of the house and not know if it's left or not I don't know if I could sleep that night, <laughs> but but also the, the I just really love both of you saying, you know, you know these things aren't there to do any harm to you, and I and I talk about this, and the listeners have heard it before, where I say like I just can't handle it, I get too scared. But anytime I've had an experience, with the exception of one house I lived in, the the house uh, where I stayed in on weekends, um, anytime something's happened. I haven't been scared in the moment that it's happened and and it's really fascinating because you are like an observer of this of this fascinating beautiful thing happening so um well the question I had was like what shows do you watch because I was bringing up that other show um is Ghost Hunters your favorite do you have any like favorite show or shows that you that you love to watch I like Ghost Hunters yeah I do too they were good too yeah they really were got to see their headquarters to it. Oh, and mm. yeah, we had them just by oh, time. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, we saw their uh, original one, and then we saw their current one. Yeah. Oh, my they goodness. Were always, uh, the, they were like the first paranormal show we started watching. And Me I, too. I've seen, I've seen other paranormal ones, like the Ghost Brothers, mm -hmm. really enjoy, um, and other ones that I can't remember off the top of my head, but there was one series of... Um, Ghosts of, oh my god, someplace in Louisiana. Oh. And there was a team of ghost hunters that went all throughout the parishes in Louisiana and did investigations. And oh my gosh, I can't remember if it was a specific town that they based themselves in the series, but I, 
Oh, I'll, I'll look. I, I, I've seen the paranormal colored cameras. Yeah. One that yeah. I do enjoy those as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I guess I just really lately haven't been watching too much of it um, because of work and yeah. other things that have been going on here. Mm -hmm. uh, as you know, it's been a tough year with, with us, uh, with our dogs uh, being old and yeah that's what a couple months ago and so we, yeah. we don't watch as much as we used to uh maybe more films yeah more mm. special shows you know i love uh, that yeah but yeah i'd love to start getting back into it again watching those shows and doing I always hope that I'll see the Taps van just driving by me one day. I'm like, what, what are the odds? You, you never know. Because they've investigated a lot, even yes. the greater, like, uh, like uh, Capital Region area, upstate New York. And I'm always like, what are the odds if you ever see something like that? That would be so fun. Um, but I'm, I'm very similar. I have to, I go in waves of... Um, it's not interest but life gets in the way or just like with anything even within like my art practice or whatever I'll be very the energy will be high and I'll be very interested in one thing and then there could be very a long time maybe sometimes it's more than a year that I my interest level just kind of calms a little and then things like you said the things that have gone on this year especially um for sure I that's totally understandable I I hadn't ever seen the paranormal co on camera until a few weeks ago, but um, I did Beardsley Castle. I think two or three episodes ago, I did a I dedicated a full episode uh, to it, and I I uh, put a part of the Ghost Hunters clip in it when they were talking to the um, owners, and it was really great. And so that sent me down a little rabbit hole. I hadn't watched Ghost Hunters in a little while, like a good amount of time, and I went on a little rabbit hole of Ghost Hunters because it's so good. Um, and then also I was gonna, yeah, I, it's so fascinating and it's such a beautiful property and it's kind of like a stone's throw away from here. I don't think a lot of people realize that it's there. So I thought it's, it's funny. It's like two miles outside of the 518 area code. It's like just, just, you could literally like hit it with a rock, probably <laughs> throw a stone. And, um, but I was like, it's too good of one to, to not dedicate and i really loved what how ghost hunters approached it and the history that they they were able to um get from the owner so i thought that was fun and and i also wanted to say that katie the psychic that you had come to your home that's so awesome because she's been a guest twice with me on here and she is the one that when i said earlier two psych i had two psychics on i've had katie and michelle uh michelle lines polito they have a podcast and um they work together for a lot of things for events. They'll do readings together. Um, and then they have the podcast through Kiss uh, 102.3 FM together. But um, And I've had them on individually also. But Katie's the one who's her sons and her um, have told me like they see... I, I believe it was Katie. Maybe now I'm thinking it was Michelle. They said, she said they wear their death. That's the phrase. Now, now you know what? Now it might be Michelle that I'm thinking of, but I was just actually on Katie's podcast, Katie Michelle's podcast last week. So that was so fun. We got to tell campfire stories. So I, I had to do, I had to come to the fire, quote unquote, with, with a good spooky story to tell. So I told 
I talked about uh, skinwalkers because I that that's fascinated me and that whole like I spent some time last year in like Colorado down into the southwest and there's a totally I'm sure with you having been out there the energy is really different out there also so that was really cool I didn't know too much about them and I and I don't know if that's because they say it's taboo to talk about them <laughs> so I didn't let myself know too much about them but um it was really fun to to dedicate a little bit of time to that but that's so cool to know that she's been at your house because I've had personal reading from her also and that's so wild that she picked up was able to tell that right away with with you Dave especially with the orbs that's fascinating that's so cool was there anything else with your house that you do you think the I was going to ask like with your house was there anything that coincided with your lives that the quieting of the house maybe was there like were you doing renovations of some sort and then they ended or anything like that or it just kind of quieted um I there might be a linkage um Right after my dad had passed, mm. um, oh, wow. a friend of mine that I used to work with, she had gone somewhere where she got some holy water, and oh. I had, when my dad was sick in the hospital down in uh, Long Island, um, I had brought it with me, and I wanted to bless him with it, mm-hmm. you know, being from a religious family. Um, so he asked me, he said, did you bless your house yet? And I said, oh. well, no, I, I haven't. He said, do me a favor. He said, this is only for you bless your house. Wow. So after he passed, I waited maybe another year after he passed. And I was like, you know what? I got to keep my promise to my dad. I'm going to bless my house. Mm. And I went around each room and I used the Holy One and I said the Lord's Prayer. And um, I... Just, but I made sure that I made it specific that it was only for malevolent things, mm-hmm. that any good spirits, any family, any friends, previous occupants, any good positive forces were welcome in the house, that anything malevolent, anything dark was absolutely not welcome. And so I made yeah. a differential about that. And I don't know, I think maybe I maybe they took it as a sign like, you know, they they just left, like it just ended. Wow. So <laughs> I, I don't want to freak anybody out. Yeah. But like I said before, everything we've had has been good. Yeah. And somewhat comforting sometimes and you know, um, but yet after I blessed the house it kind of died down. Like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one last um, it was, gosh, I think it was in January, February, um, before I was the house. We had one last, uh, like, major thing happen. Um, one day, like I said before, we'd eat and watch TV in our basement. That's our family room. Mm. And we had these coasters on the end tables that we had uh, in front of our couch. And... They're not anything special. They're these copper remnants that have like a rubber backing. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're just nothing special about them. So one day after dinner, we come upstairs and make the dishes and stuff. And we go downstairs and one of the coasters is gone. We 
So we thought, oh, maybe drop on the floor. So we looked on the floor, we looked under the couch, we looked between the cushions. Uh, we could not find it. Just Yeah, And Marty, being the, you know, clean freak, he, he vacuums and dusts and cleans. And so over the course of a couple of weeks, you know, he kind of kept an eye out as he went yeah. clean and he could never, he never found it. So here, like maybe two or three weeks later, it was a Friday night, we're eating our subs and we're watching TV and we finish and we come upstairs, we do the usual routine, bring our dishes and glasses and bring them to the sink. And so then I go downstairs, Marty's still at the sink. And, oh, let me backtrack a little bit. While we were eating dinner, I was eating chips with my son. And one of the chips dropped on the floor near my feet. And I picked it up real quick. And I was like, oh, five second <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I ate the chip. So now, let me fast forward again. So we go, I go downstairs, Marty's at the sink. And I look on the floor, and there's a coaster. And I thought I dropped it from my end table. I thought I dropped it. So I pick it up, and I throw it onto my end table. Like looking at the end table, my coaster is still there. So I'm looking at the coaster in my hand, and I'm looking at the coaster on the end table in front of me, and I thought, son of a gun, this is the missing coaster. And it was literally <laughs> in the spot that I had just dropped the chip. Oh my god. And here it was two or three weeks later, and the coaster just reappeared. Whoa. So Marty came downstairs and I said, Marty, look at this. And I, and he, it took him a while. And he said, is that the coaster? <laughs> and I said, I don't know why the, there would be a spirit that would play a trick like that, but it was kind of funny. I mean, we, yeah. we just laughed about it. We laughed about it. We still laughed about it. It was just such an odd thing. That is... Non-descript, cheap coaster. Yeah. And there was only so many places it could disappear. Uh, yeah. And I certainly made a search and it was not to be found. That is so wild. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. That's wild that you were like right there. Your face, you saw that spot on the floor yeah. not even a couple minutes prior, within the hour probably, and you and then it reappears right there. That is fascinating. I the the only time I ever lived in a house where things would appear and reappear like that was when I was spending the weekends out um, in New Hampshire and it, it was so crazy because then it happened It happened a lot there and among so many other crazy things but it gets to the point where you're like am I just not, like am I going crazy or what the heck but Marty I wanted to ask you just just this story made me laugh do you like that Dave seems to be the recipient of most of this or do you kind of wish it was I was gonna say do you wish it was a little more shared that's so funny I've had experiences outside of our not so much in our home yeah like when I was telling about my grandmother's house when she died my grandfather died he died in summer well June and I was home alone, and we had a house that kind of was up on a hill. Mm. And it was a very breezy, warm day, so all the windows were open, the curtains were fluttering. And I'm sitting at the table eating lunch, and I'm like about to take a bite, and all of a sudden, 
the air, just the, the smell of my grandfather smoked, smoked these very distinct cigars. Oh, yes. The smell of his cigar just lingered oh. for like a minute. And I just, I, I froze because I said, oh my God. I just felt like his presence there. Yeah. It, it was such a windy day that there's no way that this odor, this yeah. Hang in the air. Yep. And then it just disappeared and just kind of freaked me out at first, but that was kind of interesting, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that always fascinates me. I was just telling someone, I think it might have been Katie or Michelle that um I I live in an apartment complex and so it um you know it's there's not that many trees it's like very windy because they like unfortunately basically cleared the land to build this the complex and and then replanted trees which was stupid but little baby ones but um i mean it's it's not a place that like an odor can linger and i've had this like experience where i'm walking my dog and i just smell like in an area where there's nobody close nobody no nobody could be on their balcony even if i wasn't couldn't see them there it's just not close and it's a very strong um cigarette smell and um and i and it just lingers and it lingers for a minute and then it's just like a couple minutes and it's happened in about the same spot kind of moved a little but it happened two or three times and it's just so wild when you yeah. smell that and no. oh. there's, no, there's no way that I mean, yeah yeah and i just kind of felt like he's here yeah oh i love that i, I don't know why but yeah you go to take a bite and then it stops you in your tracks. I was literally like, I was like frozen. Wow, that's great. I worked at a, a property where it was an apartment complex. I used to be in property management and the office, unfortunately, it was an old apartment that they had converted. So it was like the bottom corner apartment in like a 10 unit building. And unfortunately the sweet gentleman that lived, young kid that lived next door passed away tragically. And it never happened before. I worked Sundays alone there. And um, his like bedroom shared a wall with my office in the back. And every Sunday it would just smell like cigarettes the whole time in there. And he was a chain smoker. He'd always be outside. Never happened before he passed. And, um, it was just so wild. And, and it, I just felt so bad. It was such a tragic situation. He was like in his mid or late twenties. Um, and it was, uh, it was just so crazy because I was like, okay i know you're here but i'm working alone i'd be talking to the wall i'm like are you on the other side is it coming through the vents and um but it's it's undeniable when it happens when you get an odor like that so that's a really cool story that was that's pretty much the the, the like i've picked your brains about like what you know where you've gone uh what if any equipment you use that's really cool i didn't know about the mag light so that's really awesome thank you for sharing that with the listeners because you said the emf detector was the other piece of equipment you've used and, and that i'm familiar with so that was really cool to learn about the mag light and then like talking about all these different places but really just are there any other stories like marty the one maybe it wasn't in a place we've talked about but just any other paranormal stories you want to share or like what else would you tell our listeners about the paranormal i did have one development situation oh really yes it was when i was in college and uh, i was home for christmas Mm. and i had kind of a big bedroom 
and my light was up by the door. My bed was on the opposite uh, corner of the room. And I was asleep, and I, I was on my stomach, and all of a sudden I heard like a creak, like the door was opening. And I went to turn over, and I couldn't turn over. I felt like this presence was on me, and I, I literally felt paralyzed. Oh, man. 30 minutes, 30 seconds. The only thing I could move my eyes. And believe me, they were wide. They were open wide. Yeah. I didn't know what was happening. And when finally I was able to move, I darted out of bed, and I ran over to the opposite end of the and turned my light on. I just freaked out, and I just sat outside my bedroom door. My bedroom door, and my mother woke up. What's the matter? And I told her, my mother, you're freaky about that kind of stuff. She got her groceries out. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was terrifying. And that happened to me once in my other my apartment on State Street too. I, a similar situation when I turned over, I saw this black kind of foggy mass just kind of oh oh my goodness. I was, I was I was sleeping on the couch in my um, window was above my couch and I and it just went right out the window. Wow, because you you guys live so close to where I used to live um, in Albany. I lived right at the split of Ma that like V where Madison and Western split by the police station, and I lived on Western the split, and it was an attic apartment. This was I went to St. Rose, so this was many years ago, many moons ago, and I was living overseas when I wasn't actively in school at that time. So I just told the friends that I had like get a place just leave a key I wasn't involved in the picking of it I just because I was like so limited with time I could travel um I would be gone like the day classes ended and I would come back like the morning they started it was so crazy um but so I hadn't seen the place and they got a furnished place and it was this attic apartment I think there was a law firm next door there wasn't it was a business in the house next door because I remember they were getting new furniture and um we took some of it and added it to our apartment one day but my roommate at the time there were four of us and we took the second and the third floor we took the attic and then the two other uh girls were in one of the two apartments on the on the second floor and then so I, the girl that I lived with, she was dating someone. So she was never there. I would say like 85, 90% of the time she either stayed at his place or just like we weren't home at the same hours. But um, I've never had this happen before or since. And I was working like crazy hours and getting home late. And I had repeatedly in that apartment almost the same experience you had, Marty, where it would... I'd be wide awake. I'd like have just gotten in bed, just like, you know, my mind's racing, got to get up early for work. And I'm just laying there and it would feel like something like almost just like laid down on top of me, just a, a weight of a body. And, um, and I would always sleep on my stomach. So my, my head would be on the pillow looking outwards and I just, I'd feel that weight and then nothing, I couldn't move anything except my eyes. And I remember, I would try to scream my roommate's name if she was home and nothing would come out. It was like get little gasps of air. And anytime that happened, because I was, my head was, my neck was, uh, you know, paralyzed in that position, I could only see a certain amount. I couldn't really look up or down even. And I would just see a shadow torso of a shadow standing next to the bed. And I would see from like the chest to like the knees basically. And that's it. And, um, yeah, it never happened since then, and and I didn't have a choice because they had signed the year lease. Oh, what'd you say? I said hopefully it never will. 
yeah exactly because it was definitely like as soon as it happened the first time i i was i'm pretty sure i was home alone and i didn't know what to do with myself it was like two in the morning and my friends downstairs were you know asleep but the weird thing about that house is because you guys are so close to there is that um the the woman in the second apartment on the second floor she it was a very it's a very weird house it was like it had a back stairwell and the back stairwell door was in the bedroom I got out of the two bedrooms in the attic that's where it would come out and it was a glass pane door so I was like oh and it was a pitch black hallway so I was like oh I, I covered that up with like three posters I was like I do not want to just see through into a black stairwell that's scary but I had the worst feeling walking down those stairs so I avoided them anytime day or night I just never my my instincts my gut and so over the period of the year or two that we lived there, I think it was a year, the woman on the second floor, she was so sweet and so kind and she was retired when we moved in. And then by the end of the year, I mean, by halfway through the year, she had almost become possessed with something else because she was every single day she would wait for us at the bottom of our stairs she was accusing us of like coming into her apartment and like breaking things she was saying like the, the heaviness of our feet was causing her walls to rattle and things were shattering and she it was it was very weird to see her personality change so I mean she was such a comfort to the four of us we she was the only other tenant and so we felt safe with her in that house and then to see this slow personality change and it got to the point that I started to just for the sake of time I would have to take that back stairwell which kind of ramped up I think my anxiety even more and it probably fed into whatever was happening in that house um but that house was a wild weird setup unto itself the landlord was very crazy he had he like would come in without announcing and um the way he had like he had like patched up certain areas and said flat out said like you don't ask questions i know it looks weird but we don't talk about it <laughs> and i was like what does that mean what, what 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 does that mean because i live here and you don't and now i'm scared but um but it was a really fascinating i still drive by that area and and it's and it's just weird I, it makes me sad because i always wonder what the heck was going on in that that house but very similar experience with that paralyzation was there anything else you guys wanted to share um i always ask anybody that's had i i love how respectful you are of your process when you do try to contact you know spirits and and the places that you visited so um I just always like to ask any guests, you know, is there anything else about the paranormal? You just any tips or anything you would recommend to the listeners or just anything else you'd want to share before um, we wrap it up? <laughs> just to be open to it, you know, because I love you know, that. It's not, it's not frightening, you know, as I said, it's kind of a unique experience when you can make contact with the spiritual. Yeah. It's kind of nice, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, just kind of, you have to be open. I yeah, love I that. that as well. Um, I know I mentioned that my mother was freaked out about this kind of stuff. So I think that prevents, you know, spirits from from interacting with you. Yeah. Or, you know, I think they, they definitely pick up on it. I agree. Um, so I would say be open. Uh, try not to be afraid. You can be surprised. You know, I've been surprised, as I've mentioned before. Yeah. But... 
it's not something you necessarily have to be afraid of because these are, for the most part, they're people. Yeah. And they're just, they've moved on in, you know, they're in another form. Yeah. Um, they're, they're people. And, you know, unless it's something you know for sure is, is dark and sinister, which thankfully, you know, this house we haven't had. But, yeah. Um, but they are just people and maybe they're just observing you I also love that, Dave, when you shared the stories about the dogs and the relationship you had with them. And I just think that's a testament to like, I really trust my dog's judgment, both paranormally and not paranormally (laughs) for a lot of things, which is funny. But I think if you have that, you know, that level of communication sans English language or sans words with with another living thing like that I think that's a really beautiful thing to share with them and it's I find myself just the other day I said to my dog I said because I saw him looking and he turned same thing he turned really quickly in his eyes he's also a little bit of a fraidy cat because of his past I didn't get him till he was five but um he's a big lab and so I always look at him and I and I wonder if I said to him does my anxiety sometimes you know do you feed off that if I feel like I hear something so I said did I break you (laughs) I said did I ruin you buddy I said I'm so sorry honey you don't have to be scared of like every single noise or or just I'm so he's so observant of every single noise and anything but um but it's really funny to watch them but I also really value that so I thought that was a really cool thing that you shared and I just wanted to thank you for sharing that story too but um I mean, from like the bottom of my heart, I cannot thank both of you enough for taking the time to sit down with us today. Um, I just, I just love hearing from people in the community, and I think that these, these episodes, and for me, the stories where it's personal. Maybe it's not like an investigative team coming on and they just left like a place like Beardsley Castle. I think like hearing about the home you live in, I think those are the ones that resonate with me personally a little bit more just because of what I've experienced. So I really, really loved uh, speaking with you guys and I wanted to extend the invitation. You're always welcome back on. And I always tell my guests that are enthusiasts, like if there's a specific, like if you just want the mic to talk about the Stanley Hotel for a whole episode, I'd love to anything or any specific location or any facet of the paranormal like the that's what this podcast is for so if there is any specific topic you'd like to talk about um you're always welcome or if you just have more stories or just want to chat about the paranormal like please you're always welcome back on so thank you so incredibly much and and marty i will um i'd be happy to share any if you send our way send my way um the social media or anything i'd be happy to share that with our listeners because i think that's really cool yeah of course that's wonderful um part of the creative community thank you so um on that note i always say to my listeners happy haunting so happy haunting to both of you happy haunting to everyone else and and thank you so much and hopefully this won't be the last time we'll chat here and um have a great great rest of your week roll upcoming week and happy haunting Thank you. Bye. Bye.